My skin is black. What you looking at? My skin. Yeah, I feel so good to be black right now. Mario Megalito Apparel is an artistically driven clothing brand committed to defying um, societal norms by embracing the fluidity of life, intertwining the raw edge of streetwear, the refinement of high and couture fashion, and the hodgepodge of fine art. Our creations take on whatever character the wearer sees fit for themselves that day. Gliding effortlessly across the spectrum of life. Why be like them when you know you want to be just like you? Welcome. Hashtag. Welcome Hashtag. to you. Now, you about to break that down for me. How you come up with that? Okay. So. <laughs> Tell me what. T- break that down. Okay. Tell the listeners what that means as a designer. So, really, as a designer, what I have. Um, my goal has always been is just to grasp who you are. And I feel like in our society. As and I'm going to speak for for self. I'm going to keep it on the eye. As a as a man of color, as a gay man of color, as a man in fashion, um, we've had so many. I've had so many instances where I've not felt like I could be myself, or I felt like I was trying to conform to something, or I was trying to change. And even after I grew up and became older. Why um, oh, oh yeah. sorry. <laughs> um, <laughs> It was just a it was a it was a struggle to 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 accept who I am, even though I'm very character driven, I'm very artsy fartsy, I'm musical. So um my goal was to embrace myself and that has been my personal journey. So when I first moved here in two thousand and seven from Seattle. Oh Seattle, um, you yes. from the from the West Coast. West Coast. Um, <laughs> okay. It was literally like a rebirth of myself to to discover myself, and it took me a very, very, very long time. It wasn't easy. It wasn't hard. Mm-hmm. So once I got myself together, I got my education. I went to FIT. I graduated. I did all my internships and started working in the fashion industry for different houses and different companies. It still was a struggle of finding myself as an adult, finding myself as a, as a man. So now that I'm at the point where I'm dropping my line, mm-hmm. it's to tell my story of don't lose yourself. Don't conform to whoever you want to be. Don't conform. Even, and I'm not even talking about like just from being a man and, and all that, but even working in the industry and conforming as a designer and them saying like, hey, you should way. just be a digital designer. This is what fashion is. You design on Photoshop and Illustrator and that's it. And that's not what I, I can do it because I love it, mm-hmm. but I am who I am. And, right. and so it, the goal of my line is to be who you are mm-hmm. and to glide across the line of fluidity, whoever you are. Gotcha. Right? So what was the first piece you ever designed and how did that make you feel? Was it in Seattle? The but first, the first thing you ever designing made, like you drew it and you sewed it together. And how did that make you feel? So I learned how to sew in Seattle, but the first, how I started like designing to make clothes was, um, I'm going to tell my age, um, <laughs> in 2001, um, excuse me, Aaliyah's Rock the Boat came out mm-hmm. and she had on these ripped jeans and I loved Aaliyah. I love Janet Jackson. I love Aaliyah. Mm-hmm. Um, so we in the same age bracket? Okay, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and she had these jeans, and I thought we had this day at the end of the school year where it was like, do every, anything you want day, like come to school and have fun day. So I was like, oh, I'm going to make some jeans like Aaliyah. And that was my freshman year, and I wore them, 
And everyone was like, yo, what is that? Oh, my God. And I started getting clients. And oh. then but that was at the end of the year. So by the following year, I for Tol Twin Tolo, for Homecoming, for the dance team. So for this the, is high school. This is high school. And okay. that's how I started. That's how I made money the entire high school. So then I signed up for sewing class and I signed up for... And it really was so you just was a like in high school. You are the first person I have had on this podcast that was sewing and had like a whole entrepreneurial oh. spirit. Because I did, I made pillows exactly. and skirts. Because exactly. I don't think I fucking knew how to do was sew straight. Oh, so I made hey. skirts and pillows in high school, well, and I was the pillow learn. champ. Like that's good. Mother's Day and Father's Day, I used to make a freaking killing. That's <laughs> Making custom pillows. Come on, shout that's out good. to the to the entrepreneurship in high to school. The, uh, the grind. So yeah, that's, that's how I started making clothes. And okay. It's just, I started designing clothes way before that, but making clothes, yeah. high school, and it's just been, it is what my calling is. Okay. Like, they have designers, and then I'm just, like, a designer, designer, like, for real, for real. Like, every aspect of my life is design. Like, okay. if you come to my house, which I'll have you over one time, my design studio, mm -hmm. there's plants on the ceilings, there's montages here, there's glass walls, there's, I mean... It just it's intrinsic to my soul. Gotcha. Do you, because of everything that's going on in the world right now, do you feel like your business is highly affected because of this coronavirus? Well, so I did my first launch at Harlem Fashion Week, and right. so that was you? like my test. And, and how did you like that experience? I'm sorry. It was it was great for me because um, the reception was so well, and I had all have I have all these opportunities, but. A bunch of them are like canceled or postponed. postponed. Okay. So, who I am now, though, as an adult, I don't look at it as like, oh crap. I'm. I look at it as okay. What's the universe telling me with that? Like, there's something that I'm supposed to learn. Oh, maybe I wasn't ready to do a thousand things at once in the first couple weeks. Gotcha. Maybe I need to gather my bearings. I, I have everything I need at my house just to quarantine myself and chill and just. Create, 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 create. So you're utilizing this time to just design and like keep perfecting your craft Absolutely. and stay on top of your technical Absolutely. skills. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. As should you. Yeah. That's and that's how, and I actually was just talking about that before you came in. I'm like, utilize this time. A lot of people have been reaching out. They're just like, I don't know what to do. Keep designing. Keep working. Keep mastering yeah. your craft. Like you have so much time to take. Like to either if you have a whole bunch of projects in your head that you're working on, like lay that shit out. Yeah. Like get a task. Like yeah. okay, I'm gonna knock this, 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 this out today. Work on that marketing. Like work on that sales yeah. strategy. So this um, collection that you just showed at Harlem mm -hmm. Fashion Week, what was the inspiration behind that? How did that come about? So this collection was called Saturn's Return, um, and Saturn's Return is the point at which you reach in your late 20s, about 27, 28, to like early 30s. So I was 33 at the time, um, where you realize like, oh shit, I'm not 21 no more. I'm not a kid, like I'm growing up, things are moving. So um, that, that collection was a labor of love over a couple of years because I was struggling i'm not from here you know what i mean i had graduated college like i i wanted to do my line and be this designer but then i had to be like but don't i want to be a regular adult and have my own place and have my own thing so let me get a job and so it was like a it was like the culmination of my struggle coming out on the other side and becoming a man and saying Psh, i'm here bam and in your face yeah okay. and that's exactly what it was it was just like a I'm here, this is who I am, 
this is what I'm gonna do. And it really was the perfect collection for my first collection because it was just like, the reception is fire. I'll show you after, my fire. Yes, um, fire. But now, uh, after I'm shooting everything, I'm building my website, I do everything myself, I make my own prints, I print everything, I do all my own graphics, I do it all, everything. Uh, I take all my own pictures. I have my own photo studio, whatever. If you ever want to so, do a shoot, you can come over, whatever. Um, <laughs> my, well, <laughs> question, my question is, because you said you went to FIT, mm -hmm. I have just got, I guess, I guess mixed reviews as far as like the, the curriculum itself and maybe not giving people all the things they need mm -hmm. to do to be successful. Mm -hmm. Would you say that you learned more working in the industry or did you feel like you got a solid education at FIT? Well, for me to be the type of designer that I am, it was what it, it. It was the part that you're talking about where they said they didn't prepare is more so for the, the conforming designer. Like the they're not telling you like okay you have to be Illustrator, Photoshop. You need to be able to do tech packs and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. That they could have been a little bit better at. Okay. I mean, I graduated almost ten years ago, so I think. Hopefully they're better with no. that now. No, no, no. Um, not from what I've heard recently. But for what <laughs> I needed it for, uh, like to learn to be a couture person, to learn all the old techniques. To I took the evening wear program. Mm -hmm. It was perfect because okay. I just wanted to learn how to do all these things. I had no idea. Like I was just this kid from Seattle who looked at music videos and 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 went to stores. I didn't know really anything about high fashion when I moved here. Like. And then I saw gowns and I was like, oh shit, this is beautiful. This is great. This is amazing. Mm -hmm. So for me, it paid off. Okay. But that's just for me. So, And I understand people who feel, oh, it could have been better because it could have been better. There were a lot of, like, I didn't, I was totally against Illustrator and all that stuff. I was like, oh, I'll do my stuff by hand. But then when it's time to get a job, when I had to like say, okay, I got to put my line on the back burner and get it, it was very hard. I. So how was your experiences working in working in the industry? Did you find that so so from my experiences, uh -huh. I've never I've worked at a lot of fashion companies mm -hmm. and I've been here for six years mm -hmm. and I probably have worked at maybe eleven because mm -hmm. I've never been anywhere longer than a year. Because yeah. like in fashion is just like either I was laid off, I was fired, or I had to get the hell about it before I smacked the shit out of somebody. <laughs> so, because I'm just telling, okay. that's how it is. Do you, no, did you find you like experiences like that, or were you able to stay solid at like one company for a long time? Um, I've had two companies. So my last job that I was, um, I was designing accessories for BB and for Catherine Melandrino and <laughs> and okay. um, I worked for BB's uh, sleepwear exactly. And intimates, but yeah. I thought. That's what, okay, I, I just got to get the right job. I just got to get, you know, I got to get the right money. I got, and then it'll be great. And I had my own division. Like, I, I wasn't there. We were a licensing company. So, BB came to us, mm. Catherine came to us, and those were my two accounts. Yeah. So, same. I designed all their travel and beauty accessories. And I was like, oh, I get to do everything. I don't have to answer to nobody except the owner. Like, but after a certain amount of time, it was just like, nah, I got to do my own thing. You know that buyer's world? They tell you how to design? Oh. <laughs> it's the buyer. I, we can't sell that. Can you make this instead? Yeah, just, the buyer, I can't It's so many it. buyers that I think that they it. are designers, they and they do. tell you what to design, She's which right. I cannot freaking stand. She's right. And then, of course, you got to submit. I mean, 
for us, well, BB, we had to still submit um, our concepts and stuff like that to BB for approval. Right, right. To the licensee for approval. Yeah. And then for their buying and shit, once we got, like, the PP sample, they would change shit. I couldn't yeah. stand it. I don't yeah. like it, but... But you know what? What I did, because you're, that's exactly my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do, I would know what BB would want, right? Because mm-hmm. we had to do like, I had to do my, my packaging design too. So I'd have to design the products and then we'd have to design the packaging because they were cheap. They didn't want to pay extra money, <laughs> money, which is good because I wasn't a packaging designer before that. So I do my own. It, it taught me how to do all my own. Mm-hmm. So I would design what I knew BB wanted because I knew they were going to want basically the same shit that they did over and over again. I would do a little slight variation and then I would spend the rest of the project time doing my shit, except I would just put the BB logo with the Mario Miguelito logo. Right? You feel me? <laughs> and so a lot of the shit that I'm doing now yeah, is just like... I recycle belly bands for BB. I did exactly. the same belly band that we use that has, because I know people, I know they cheap as hell. So I same one with all like the content and stuff on the back. One belly band, I used it for Sleeping Cove. I used it for Net Laporte. I used it for Kathy Ireland. Exactly. <laughs> I used Wonderful. it for uh, Rainbow. <laughs> Same thing. It's it's a it's, see. Were see, you always the only like person of color in your position? So that was and, my biggest struggle well, at first yeah. was okay. being a man first of all, um, and then being a a black mixed guy. There was never there was very few at, when I worked when I was an intern because I was an intern at Catherine when I was in college. Mm-hmm. There was a mixed dude who was a uh, who was a um, designer, but I never. When, oh wait, I take that back. When I worked <laughs> at um, Full Beauty, which is a very successful, after Lane Bryant, the second biggest full-figured women's clothing Full and lifestyle brand, the president of that company is black. He's okay. African. Um, but very few and far between, very much a struggle. You know what it is, white women, and then next is gay white man and then you know what i'm saying like it's mm-hmm. it, it was very disheartening it was very hard there was many times where i had to humble myself and say okay i have to get an internship for again and i was way past the internship you know what i mean but mm-hmm. it just took i would never give up you know i could always have just said okay i'll just go home i'll be with my family i'll just whatever but that's not what i wanted i, I i've struggled i've ate the same thing over and over again for a month, two months, just to figure out how I was going to get it. And it really just, but I never lost sight. No matter what depression I was in, no matter what struggle I was in, no matter what, I just, I focused on my craft and it's it's paying off because now I get to tell all these different stories through my collections. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I never used to be able to do that when I was younger. I used to be like, oh, i just make this. But now... I have I can minister through my clothes. You feel me? I mean, I'm not a minister, but you right. know what I'm saying, like a tell a story or whatever. So I have this uh, segment. It's called "It's a Success, It's a Disaster." Mm-hmm. So I want you to tell me about a time in your career mm-hmm. where you had a disaster turn into a success, and you learned something from the experience. Okay. Um, it's a success. It's a success. It's a success. It's a disaster. Okay. <laughs> I'll tell you. So, um, for this this last, when I was doing the, the BB gig, um, it was a, it was an accessories company, but the money was mostly in tech, tech accessories, headphones, uh, speakers, all kind of iPhone stuff, cords mm-hmm. and stuff. But we also had the, the travel and the beauty, which 
is good, but it's dying out. You know, I guess people just don't want it. So after a certain point, when I started working there, I realized my boss was an idiot. And I wasn't trying to be shady because I always give anyone who's my superior respect out of because I'm assuming that you've been through the, the hoops that I've been through. Mm-hmm. She wasn't. She was a fucking idiot. <laughs> no, just, you know, it's no shade. She really was. She was very, she was unknowledgeable and, un, you know, she just didn't know what she was doing. I got her demoted. I got into, that's how I got my own segment. And then it, it started to realize that that market was dwindling. So they were trying to um, put me in tech accessories. Okay. And it's, uh, it's not something that I was interested in. So I chose to be laid off instead. Um, I tried it, but tech accessories, you don't, I'm not designing the actual technology. I'm designing the colors of it maybe. And then the box, the pretty box that you get your headphones in there. That's what it, and I don't want to design that. You feel me? I'm already designing accessories and that's not my things, but I'm okay with that. So I chose to be laid off. I didn't know why, but I was like, I just don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Ipso facto, I got to go back to school through the state to go to the self self employment assistance program, where they put you back in school oh, nice. to learn how to start your business. So I was able to take that whole six months that I had unemployment, and instead of having to look for a job, oh, I've heard I of went that back program. and was mentored by the best mentors, and there's got all the resources for my business. I didn't even make no clothes. I just did business, business, business. That's how I came up with, you know, that's how I came up with all my slogans. That's how I came up with all my marketing and all my branding, and it just, it was the right yeah, I thing at the right off. time. <laughs> Get, I jumped. Lay, get, take that layoff, yo. <laughs> I jumped. Get that unemployment and get that mentorship. Yeah. So I, I told people it's the way. It's the way to go. <laughs> it is. I mean, if you feel if you're feeling something in your instinct, it's it's hard because you live in New York and you think I I don't want to do it. I have to. Have but a sometimes job. you have to just take jump. a leap of faith. You have to because everything always works out when you keep the the positivity in your mind and you have the right mindset. So I mean, Absolutely. that's my advice to anybody out there that's gotcha love that so what do we expect to see next from you what is your uh five year goals so i speak shit into existence Mm -hmm. i am going to be a star designer meaning obviously to say i would like to dress some stars but i don't mean that when i say star designer i mean a legacy designer as far as like i have so much fire just sitting that I'm waiting to release. Um, so what my plan is right now is to sit home, create. that. I call that Harlem Fashion Week a soft launch because mm-hmm. it was something that was a labor of love over a few years. I'm now currently working on my first official collection so I can do the full launch, so I can do women's wear as well because uh, that's, that's where my start really is. Right. Um, launch my website, like do the whole shebang, shebang for September. So I'm not doing a five-year plan. I'm doing six months plan. Yeah. I went to immediate. Yeah. Immediate okay. plans because I, I feel like for myself, it works out better because mm-hmm. if I do too much, then I'm like, oh, oh. Right. So I, I'm keeping it I thought simple. you were about to knock down the sign. No, like, no, 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 watch no, your elbow. <laughs> I have one of these too. I love that. Um, so expect a really amazing September show titled Bigger, Harder, Thicker, Deeper. Ooh, um, okay. 
Yeah, it's okay. very much that. Bigger, um, harder, thicker, deeper. Okay. Yeah, it That's is. That's definitely, it's eye-catching, it's a, right? It's a, it's a story, so, I, I like. mean. Okay. All right, so fun. drop all your social medias and let everyone know, like, where to follow you and how uh, to purchase and contact you. So, for right now, you can follow me on my Instagram. That's my main contact. It's at Mario, M-A-R-I-O, dot Megalito, M-I-G-U-E-L-I-T-O. Um, I'll be dropping my website and all that, but let's wait on that. because Take your time. Ain't no rush. And then, of course, guys, make sure you just check out all of our sponsors. Check out 620 Style. Check out Bonnie McLean. Check out... She is going to fucking kill me. Her name is Bonnie McMillan. I am so sorry. I keep doing that. <laughs> Shout out to Bonnie. Shout out to Bonnie. I'll make sure I put the right name in the show notes and the website. Link for all of her uh, Black Girl Magic um, apparel. And don't forget about Nisha Star Aesthetics for all of your healing needs, your Yoni Steams, your Brazilians. I've had them personally, and I absolutely love them. So as I always say, guys, stay black. Peace out. Check out Miguel. I have everything. Miguel. You can call me Miguel. Mario Miguel. Megalito. call him Versace. Ooh, I suck today. No, okay. <laughs> Shout out to Pisces. Right. What's going on? All right. Check, out, check it out, guys. We'll be back soon. Have a great one. Bye.